Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, the wrapping paper is flying. Cheer everywhere. What a Christmas morning, everybody. Unless you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, in which case this is the worst Christmas ever. What's up? Merry Christmas. Greeny's on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Courtney Cronin. We are presented by Progressive Court. We got three NFL games. We've got five NBA games. The Christmas sports docket is full, but I will start with an announcement on this holiday, Courtney, which is that I cannot take the Dallas Cowboys seriously as a Super Bowl contender. Good morning and Merry Christmas. Good morning. Thank you so much for holding it down this morning. Just got off four hours of unsportsmanlike. So it's a marathon. You and I are like the king and queen of holiday radio and it's arguably my favorite time of year because I know you and I are doing these shows. I think I've been with you on Christmas every oh, like single five year years in a row since like sure. 2019. So this is an annual tradition for the two of us. But it feels like it's a tradition watching the Dallas Cowboys this year go on the road to big games in environments that are loud, raucous, any other adjective you want to use. And these are prove-it games. These are show that you can do this now. So in the playoffs, it's not a completely foreign concept for you to beat a good team on the road. And once again, I know this looked different than the Buffalo loss the other day, but they still lost. You are what your record says you are. They are a 10-5 and team. All five losses coming on the road, four of which came against playoff teams. And it's unfortunate because I don't know if – if we've gotten any further with Dak Prescott, with the Dallas Cowboys, with what I think now is going to happen inevitably yeah. in the wild card round or potentially another divisional playoff exit. I mean, first of all, if I were them, I'd be worried about going to Tampa right now. Baker Mayfield's one of the hottest quarterbacks Shoot, in the NFL. You're not lying about that. Look, Courtney, the other thing with this, I mean, yeah, the game was close. Yeah, they took the lead late. But that first drive to me... You know, you go all the way down the field. You're handing the ball off to a guy who has a handful of carries all season. You fumble, you turn it over, you're not able to cash that opportunity into points. Like, this just looks like the same mistake-filled, unfocused team that we've seen in so many road games in the past. And I think, you know, in order to win... On the road, it's the same team. It's the same game. It's a hundred yards. It's fifty-three yards wide. It's. I hate to be like just so full of cliches. This is a mental toughness issue, and I think that's got to start with the coach and the quarterback, right? I mean, you need your quarterback to be the most mentally tough guy. You need your coach to call better plays in key situations. I thought Mike McCarthy had a terrible day with that yesterday. And these are things that between now and three weeks from now when the playoffs start, they're not going to change. They're not going to have a new coach or a new quarterback between now and the second weekend in January. So when they say, oh, we have to be road warriors, that's the obvious statement here. But even if you do have to go on the road and play every single game in the postseason, who's to say that that you're going to be capable of doing that? Like I get where Mike McCarthy's going there. They have no choice. This is who they are. Mm. And this is how they got there with a three and five record on the road. But it's these costly errors that were so preventable. And I thought Dak Prescott by and large, a lot better than what we saw in that Buffalo game that, took him out of the MVP race, maybe just temporarily, but like he needs these big games for individual and team accolades, milestones down the stretch of the season. They squandered a big opportunity to do that. And I think about, you know, it wasn't just that 17 play 66 yard drive to get the go ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter. Like, That was the chance for this offense to prove itself under pressure. Can you come through in this moment on the road? Can we just get the heck out of here with a win? The defense played well against that offense. 22 points feels like an anomaly for for Miami. Can I I just quickly jump in there, though? They they got manhandled with the game on the line. Like, yes, they played a good three and a half quarters, but... I was impressed with Miami in part yesterday because I thought they showed some physical toughness. Courtney, this is a physical and mental toughness issue. The Cowboys were in a situation where if they get one stop in a sequence, 
they're going to have a minute to get the ball back and go down and kick a field goal of their own. Some of these games are going to come down to who has the ball last. And when you allow that last first down because you can't stop them on that, like I just think that is a bad sign of your overall toughness as a team, both physically and mentally. I'm and sorry, your I ability interrupted you. To, no, but your ability to play clean football, that like is a perfect segue because that face mask penalty that the Dolphins and their game-winning drive, that was the first play. Yeah. That gives them you know, an advantage down the field. Tua and you know his crew go down. They set it up by a bunch of short passes, and then they end up setting up Jason Sanders for his 29-yard field goal. My goodness, pay that guy eventually when you have to because having an accurate kicker in the postseason and to get this team to the goals that it wants to achieve, like that's a huge element that we're not talking about enough. But the self-inflicted wounds that this team has had last night but also has had throughout the season are what worry me when it comes to the playoffs. Like the opening possession – They go and take nearly eight minutes off the clock, and it's what teams that are good on the road are able to demonstrate. But then you lose a fumble on a handoff to the fullback, first and goal from the one-yard line. Like, (laughs) talk about letting air out of the balloon. That stunk. And to me, that was the moment early on where you're like, man, this is going to be tough sledding for this Dallas team if this is the type of – these are the type of moments that define this game. And ultimately, yeah. it was those sorts of moments that ring loudest based on what we saw happen. And I, I'm now getting the sense that, like, this is who the. It, when a team shows you who they are year believe after them. year after year, exactly, believe them, which is why I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I can't. I can't put them on the list. I didn't think we'd be sitting here on Christmas with me trying to argue that the Cleveland Browns are a Super Bowl contender and the Dallas Cowboys are not, but I feel like that is where we are. So Ryan Clark, our great, uh, I believe, Emmy Award-winning ESPN NFL analyst, was on Get Up a little earlier this morning. He gave his analysis, why can't the Cowboys win these games on the road, Ryan? They don't do the things that travel. You can pack physicality with you. If I'm good enough or if I'm willing to stick my face in the fan, you stick your face in the fan no matter where you play. You don't need crowd noise so I can rush the passer. You don't need the crowd to be quiet offensively so I can get between one or two plays. You don't need that if you're doing something that travels. What San Francisco does, that travels. What Baltimore does, that travels. It does doesn't do the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, they do need pristine environment to go out and win. They don't have that on the road. Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Aaron Goldhammer with Courtney Crony on uh, Cron- Courtney Crony? No, you're Courtney Cronin on this Christmas crony. day. It could be one of your cronies. Uh, I'm not one of the Dallas Cowboys cronies, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that I don't have a dog sure. in the fight, Aaron. Yeah. It is frustrating for me, though, because... When I'm told something and I'm told, hey, this is this is legit. This is the team, the Dallas Cowboys team to get this team back to its f- first Super Bowl since 1995. Yeah. Like, I want to believe that. I want to believe what I'm sold because then I just find myself getting irritated at what we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's like, all right, did you sell us a bill of goods? Are you really not that good? Like, how did I get duped? And that's what I feel right now where maybe I should have believed what this team was after that close loss at Philly. And I didn't have to see the close loss at Miami. And I didn't have to see the blowout loss at Buffalo to know that this is not a team that I trust on the road. I guess I'm more frustrated with myself as an observer, not a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, but an observer of believing the hype before they actually proved anything. That San Francisco loss earlier in the season, their second loss of the season, which came on the road, that felt like an anomaly. That was like, all right, they got, you know, they got their butts kicked. Everybody's getting their butts kicked by the San Francisco 49ers. Heck, it may even happen tonight with the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see. But I wanted to believe that that was something that was in a vacuum their biggest problem of the year. Right. They have not solved any of their issues. The stuff that Ryan Clark talked about, the stuff that does not travel for them. Yeah. But they're a completely different team when they go away from AT&T Stadium. You cannot play I mean, they, they have not earned the right to play home home playoff games. That's their right. own doing. And, and they could try to argue, hey, we're in a tough division, you know, Philly. The reality of it is, like, they get four free wins a year, let's be honest, against the Giants and the Commanders, the way things have been going in recent years, and certainly this year you put that on the list. 
They played one of the easiest schedules, and all these wins, they beat the Rams early in the year when they weren't as good as they are now. They have the win against Philadelphia. Those are like their, you know, really the the things that they're hanging on their mantle and saying, hey, this is what we've accomplished this year. We spend so much time and energy, and Courtney, it's for a good reason. Like, the Cowboys just move the needle. Everybody cares about them. But it's the same conversation that we've been having now for three years that they're hard to take seriously. We got some of the numbers here. At home, they're 7-0. On the road, they're 3-5. At home, they score 40 points a game. On the road, they score 20 points a game. Yardage-wise, three, uh, uh, 432 yards at home, 432 at home, 309 on the road. They convert 12% fewer third downs. They turn the ball over twice as much. You can go to any metric here, and they're just half as good on the road as they are when they're at home. So I just circle back to at this point, if you're Mike McCarthy, I don't know what you can do. You know, I think that this just is the team that you have. And and if I'm him, Courtney, I'm getting a little concerned about my job security, as wild as that sounds. If they were to go to Tampa and lose, I think he would get fired. I mean, look, he he took this on, right? Mm-hmm. He's the one who said, okay, we're getting rid of Kellen Moore. I'm going to call the plays. All the structural changes of the offseason, okay, fine. You're not getting a contract extension, or we're not going to keep you because of your great wins over the, you know, commanders. The other thing that I'm sure Jerry Jones is considering is this is a red-hot coaching market. You could have Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh both available. I mean, God bless Mike McCarthy, but if you're looking for someone to change the toughness of your football team, I could understand Jerry making a move if he knew that he could get one of those guys to come to coach in Dallas. I agree with you there because we were talking about the Sun on Sportsman like earlier and we we were kind of split on this that if it's a 12-win season, another 12-win season for the Dallas Cowboys, that Mike McCarthy should be safe. But to me, the scapegoat's gone. The buck stops with you now. Like you got rid of Kellen Moore, supposed to fix the offensive issues, which it has by and large. Dak Prescott's interceptions have gone down. It felt like feels like there's more of a fail-safe whenever moments do arise routinely, not necessarily on the road, but routinely for this Dallas for this Dallas Cowboys offense. But if if they if good lord, it's going to be them running into San Francisco again, isn't it? No, and they're going to end up get you know, out of here. I'm not end even up turning the, that game on, Courtney. Well, I already like, know what's Do I need happen. to see three years of that and to know what the result is going to be? You get a wild card round. Somebody forgets what the rules are and they have to spot the ball with the official and then they lose that game. And then last year, you've got Ezekiel Elliott lining up as a center in that oh. bizarre play to end the divisional playoffs. What's it going to be this year? Because that's where my mind is right now. And I don't have the confidence that this team, the way that they're playing right now, is going to be able to get past a team that's on a potential seven-game win streak if they beat the Ravens tonight. And if I'm Jerry Jones, in the comments that I've made throughout the year, but really during the offseason, he wants to win right now. He's 80 years old. I don't blame him. I can't see him being patient and all of a a sudden saying, well, another 12-win season, a hard-fought 12-win season. We're out in the divisional playoffs. Let's run it back with this crew. Time's running out. I don't think Mike McCarthy is safe by any stretch if they can't get their act together. And they've got, like, how much are we going to learn from that one game that they have at the re- end of the year in the regular season? Like, if they go on the road and beat Washington, are you, you cool are with you, anything Are you there? suddenly feeling better? No, no way. not at all. No way. This is who they are. They're, they're you know, the, especially on the road, one of the least tough teams in the league, and they're going to play the toughest team in the league in San Francisco. Get out of here. I, I I just can't fathom that they'd be even in that game. So I'm now at a place, not only where I can't take them seriously, but where I think more likely than them making a Super Bowl run is them making a coaching change. Triple eight say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount. Combine motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. You can bundle and save by going to Progressive.com. Triple eight say ESPN is our number if you want to jump in. And we want to know, biggest surprises 
and disappointments in the NFL season this year. Surprises are the gifts. That's like the PS5 under the tree. The disappointments are the lumps of coal. That's the socks, the sweater that's itchy under the tree. In this NFL season, Triple Eight say ESPN. We'll get to your calls next. Greenies on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Gifts under the tree. For some of you, you didn't get what you wanted this Christmas. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. Greeny's on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. Maybe some people, Courtney, got a smart speaker, you know, for Christmas. Could be a good gift. If you did, you plug it in. ESPN Radio with that, right. can't you? Do you know, I used to say in this uh, smart speaker reset, hey, Alexa, play ESPN radio. And then I got complaints from like 25 people on Twitter that said that I started their Alexas all over <laughs> America. So, Alexa, play me. ESPN radio. Yes, where suddenly our ratings just skyrocketed. Triple eight, say ESPN. 888-729-3776, the number if you want to jump in. Let's run through a couple of these with us, and then we'll get to uh, everybody who's jumping in on the phones. Biggest surprise, biggest disappointment of the NFL season so far as we're in the midst here, week 16. We got three NFL games today. We got five NBA games today. Biggest surprise, biggest disappointment of the NFL season. And, Courtney, why don't we start with you? Biggest surprise. What 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 is the thing that if I told you this in August, you would have not believed what I was saying? It's easy. Joe Flacco's renaissance, which you and I were texting last night because I'm just amazed by how the Browns have rattled off four straight wins with him at quarterback. He was on the couch a couple weeks ago, and now he's the starting quarterback for a playoff team. I said that Joe Flacco's renaissance is better than Beyonce's, and Aaron's like, look, I feel old. I don't understand the reference, but I'll go with you on it. Beyonce's Renaissance is the name of her album and her tour. Aaron, do you oh, live God. in a box? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, look, I, my, my daughter's into Taylor Swift, and I, I, okay. I, I didn't know Beyonce needed a Renaissance. I thought that That's she the was name always, of her album. Well, but hold on, I thought that she was always the queen. Like, how could you? That that would imply that she at some point went backwards and then suddenly came back to prominence. To me, Beyonce was always very prominent. So I'm not sure. That, that's the part of it that confused me. I also didn't know that it was the name of her tour. Um, I agree with you. The Browns story is unbelievable. Uh, of all the teams that have double-digit wins in the NFL this year, all of them have started one quarterback except for the Browns who have started four quarterbacks. And it just goes to excuse-making, Courtney, because the Jets, I'll just pick on them because they're easy fodder to pick on. You know, they say, oh, our season went down the tubes four plays in when our precious Aaron Rodgers went out with an injury. No, if you have the attitude that the Browns have had all year and you're well coached, 
you can win despite injuries. Welcome to the NFL. Like this is You can also go sign a quarterback. Like the yeah. Jets had every chance to go re-sign Joe Flacco, who they have a history with. Right. And they opted not to. And maybe they're kicking themselves now because they believed Aaron Rodgers was actually coming back for far longer than they were willing to give up the bit, or maybe he was willing to give up the bit that he wasn't coming back. But think about how different their season could have been. Yeah, really. I, I, like, I mean, Joe Flacco that, has that, changed the extent, hope in Cleveland. But, but isn't part of the reason why Flacco didn't look good with the Jets last year because they have a terrible offensive line? And I don't know, Courtney, that any quarterback. I don't know. You could take Tom Brady in his prime and put him in the Nathaniel Hackett system, and I think they'd score about twelve points a game. So I think you're you're onto something there, but it's not like the Cleveland Browns have not dealt with a myriad of offensive line injuries. What were they down when the Bears played there? They were down to like two healthy starting offensive linemen. No, and Joe one. Flacco threw. There was a point one. at which they had one offensive because lineman. They line. went in with two, and the center went out from the game. Yep, uh, I think with a concussion or a stinger, and they still. Like Joe Flacco still for, threw for 212 yards in the fourth quarter. Watching him and Amari Cooper and that connection yesterday, if Kevin Stefanski doesn't win coach of the year this year for having won games with four different quarterbacks, then, then I don't know who's going to win it because it is truly remarkable to watch this Browns team yeah. already have a postseason berth in play by week 16 or, you know, yep. in week 16. Yep. And this wasn't a close win on the road in Houston. Remember, they've got 12, four, uh, three games in a 12-day stretch. They've got to come back and play the Jets on Thursday night football. Yep. They are winning games with Joe Flacco. And it's cool to see him do it at 38 years old. It's a fun story. And I've enjoyed every bit of it. I've enjoyed watching this Browns team go from a place where it looked like everything was, you know, headed south when Deshaun Watson left the season with an injury, and even then, before then, he wasn't playing great. But it's it's really neat to see, and I'm glad that they're not wasting yep. their great defense the way that the Jets did this year. Um, I had Baker Mayfield, Courtney, singing with Darius Rucker, we're coming <laughs> to your city, and sitting next to Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreet on college game day. I thought his career was toast. And kudos to him and Tampa for not just showing that he's still an NFL quarterback, but showing that he's not a bust. Look, he's not a great number one overall pick. This is not uh, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning here. But you could certainly do worse at quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And right now, 10 touchdowns, one interception. They're undefeated in the month of December. The numbers are incredible, and I think they're going to win that division. We already talked about this with Dallas. I think they're a dangerous team that could win a playoff game. Certainly, it has helped that he has a good line and he has a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Mike Evans that's like the most underrated player in the NFL. But to me, kudos, Todd Bowles, everybody in Tampa. This is the year after Brady retired, right? I mean, this was supposed to be a major step back. Everybody thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. To me, the biggest surprise in the NFC is Baker and what Tampa's been able to do here. Think about how much dead cap they took on this year. Like this was the year because remember Brady retiring, they still had they were still like responsible for his dead his salary cap that hit that resulted in dead money. This was supposed to be the year where they just kind of bit the bullet and said, "All right, we'll we'll focus ourselves towards 2024." similar to what the Los Angeles Rams did. Remember all the dead cap that they took on this year? Yeah. They finally got their draft um, their draft pick situation healthy again. And all of a sudden, these are two teams that are in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Like, it's wild to watch how unexpected both of their situations have become where Baker Mayfield may be playing his way into a second contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the I, I, rate at which what, he's playing you, right just now. Just real quick, what do you make of that? This was an interesting, coordinated comment, I thought, from him to try to put pressure on Tampa to give him a second contract. I think he's really Maybe I've happy just been there. around Baker too much and I could see through some of the BS, Courtney, but he's, that, I fair. guess he's playing well enough. I, I, I don't know. I... What I make of the comment yesterday and the way that he's played these last couple of weeks, the perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field, the awesome, what was it, three touchdown performance yesterday in just a complete drubbing yeah. of they the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags. which, you know, that's yeah. supposed to be a good defense. That's a defense that has one of the best defensive ends in football, and Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans and Co. were just fine. I, 
I think Baker's happy. I think he's comfortable, and I think he wants to relish in what he's currently experiencing in Tampa Bay and not have to have the old switcheroo again. Think about how many teams he was on in one calendar year. When you go Four. back to yeah, yeah, go back to the Browns, you go back to the Carolina Panthers, then he gets traded to the Los Angeles Rams, then he goes and signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's stable, and that's good for him because I think he sees a formula that works, and he doesn't want to have to deal with getting pulled out of that the way that he did in so many other of his stops. We'll get to lumps of coal disappointments momentarily. Greenies on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. But before then, let's get to some of your calls. Kyle is in Lakewood, Ohio, joins us on ESPN Radio. What's up, Kyle? My boy, Hammer. Merry Christmas and a happy... I know Hanukkah's over. I love you, though, babe. Love you, too, babe. Hey, I missed a really big show today, and I got a little bit of Flacco fever. Hey, I'm driving down Lake Road. It's beautiful. It's sunny here. I just want to say I love you, Hammer, and we're 10 and 5, babe. We're 10 and 5. I cannot believe it. And and the Flacco Fever thing, Courtney, have you heard the Flacco Fever song? No, I have not. Do we have that? It's sweeping the nation. Even Joe Flacco likes the Flacco Fever song that was written for him to the tune of Night Fever from Saturday Night Fever. I might have to send it over and get that a little national play. Mordecai is in North Carolina. He joins us on ESPN Radio. What's up, Mordecai? Yeah, hey, y'all. Um, yeah, I just want to say my biggest disappointment is um, listening to how badly sports media is treating Bill Belichick uh, this year. It's just it's just horrible to listen to. I mean, he's getting no respect. The man is a sports icon, a coaching icon. He is the NFL. I think one day they'll probably name a trophy after him. It's very disappointing and disrespectful to listen to. Mordecai, I don't know. Like, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sort of league. I think all sports are. And when we saw what happened last year, Bill Belichick handing offensive play caller duties over to a defensive head coach trying to outsmart us all, to me, that was when his leash got very short and that this year – was supposed to be the year the Patriots got back on track. They haven't been to the playoffs by their standards in an eternity. And that's when you fall out of the good grace of the owner and you fall out of the good grace of the fan base, despite all that he did during the Tom Brady years in six trophies. Like, to, to me, it's not a matter of, like, poor, he's being treated poorly by the media, it's us calling out what we're seeing and what was happening on a weekly, daily basis. I mean, yesterday, that that win that they had might have actually screwed them over a little bit, like in terms of draft positioning, because they go from third to fourth right now in the draft order. He may not even be there next year to make that pick, which right. is funny in care. its own He right. just wants one more win closer to Shula. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you know, to that's... George Hallis. Isn't right. it, it Hallis? No, it's, you're right. It's Shula's it's Shula. record that he's, that he's chasing. Yeah. He already got to the Hallis record. But I, I think... Everything that has been said about Bill Belichick this year has been, by and large, measured and fair because you've exposed a lot of holes within the Patriot way, and it shows you that not even something that felt so, that felt so airtight and so successful for so long can sustain itself for an eternity when you have new mindsets, new philosophies, younger players, the team hasn't been able to get out of its own way since yeah. Brady left. Like that's And that falls on coaching, look, look, too. Court, this is the fourth season without Tom Brady. They made the playoffs once, and he's well under five hundred since Brady left. It's not like we're overreacting to one bad year. Um, also, I don't think anybody's saying he's not the best coach of all time, or certainly there are going to be some teams lining up. Uh, to hire him, he's going to have a job somewhere next year if he wants one. Which uh, you know we uh, we have every indication to believe he's nowhere near done with coaching. But the same thing happened to Nick Saban earlier this year when Alabama lost to Texas, and then they go on the road and play South Florida, and that's a close game through three quarters. Like just because they've been successful throughout their career doesn't mean that they're immune to any sort of fair, measured criticism. Yeah. Triple eight, say ESPN, the number to jump in. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Courtney Cronin. Greenies on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Rowdy is in Arizona. What's up, Rowdy? You're on ESPN Radio. Hey, guy. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. 
Thanks, Rowdy. Merry Christmas. Bringing the holiday cheer from Arizona, Rowdy. (laughs) Oh, so uh, I woke up this morning to a wonderful Christmas present. I turned on ESPN and I saw that New England Patriots beat the Denver Broncos. (laughs) I'm from Arizona, so for me it means a better draft pick. Um, Being a Cardinals fan, man, it's just – it's frustrating because Kyler Murray is literally throwing the receivers that are four feet tall. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that we can get Marvin Harrison and Monty Austin Fort can use his draft capital uh, like he did last year. We, we're playing the most rookies in the NFL, the most snaps. Um, I, don't, I don't know what they're cooking, JG and Monty, but they're cooking up something, and we're having to go through it. Um, but I'm hoping that we can get Marvin Harrison Jr., a defensive end. We can bring in a cornerback. We keep Kyler for next year because one way or another, we he's a $46 million cap hit. We're, we're not going to get rid of him and pay that money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, l- listen, Rowdy, I, I don't know that that's the way this is going to go, but they're going to have the draft capital. If they fall in love with a quarterback that's there, Courtney, like let's say they just decide they can't live without Jaden Daniels. Um, I don't know that you could trade Kyler Murray. My guess is, though, I think they take Marvin Harrison. Like, I could just envision that that's the place that he, assuming that he's going to come out, that he ends up going. I will say that Rowdy has a great point. Kyler Murray has no weapons to throw to. If it's not James Conner, Greg Dortch, um, Trey McBride's been awesome this year. Don't get me wrong. I, I was impressed. Not just necessarily yesterday where he didn't, you know, the last couple weeks he's getting double-digit targets more or less or averaging it out. He needs weapons around him. Whoever the quarterback is in Arizona next year needs weapons around him. And if it's not Marvin Harrison Jr., there will be other ways to upgrade that talent. To me, when it comes to Kyler Murray, this is not a front office that drafted him. This is not a coaching staff that, you know, paid him. And you now have to make the hard decision of trying to either find another quarterback and realizing you may take a step back in that process. They have so many holes to fill. To me, they remind me of the Bears last year where they stripped that thing down to the studs by design. That's yeah. exactly what they did in Arizona. And they're, they're, they're feeling it this year. Like I watched that game yesterday at Soldier Field, Bears-Cardinals, and at, a, at one point it was an eight-point game. It felt close towards the end, but it really wasn't because Kyler sure. Murray – and that offense is they're bad. They're yeah. really bad. Yeah. In, in, under the 2 minute warning in the first half, they fum- he threw a backwards pass and fumbled it out and they uh, fumbled it out of bounds. Like yeah. that's to the level of fundamental deficiencies that this group has that don't get overcome in one season. I think regardless they're going to have the same sort of growing pains to go from let's say they finish 3 and 14 this year. They're second right now in the draft order. So good Good on Rowdy for being happy about that. Good on the New England Patriots for, uh, you know, securing that, like giving them a little bit of a buffer. But it's going to take some time for this thing yeah. to get rebuilt. You know, the other issue, Kyler got a bunch of new Call of Duty stuff for Christmas this year, I heard, and I think that's going to really derail his career. Triple H, say ESPN, the number if you want to jump in. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She's Courtney Cronin. All right, Courtney, disappointments between the two of us. Lumps of coal in the NFL this year. We'll start with you. Who's your biggest disappointment? I got to say the New York Giants, and I shouldn't have probably been as high on a team that was 9-7-1 last year, but everything they did this offseason, really doubling down on paying Daniel Jones, on getting Saquon Barkley in for the year after he was holding out, after they tagged him, they traded for Darren Waller. They did the right things to build a team in ways that they didn't have when they made the playoffs last year and won a road playoff game. Yeah. And then they fell flat on their face. Like, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know where they go from here. They had so much momentum last year, even though they didn't finish the regular season great. I still felt like this was a good team, good enough six, seven seed sort of NFC team. Sure. And now I don't know where they go because of the gap between the uh, between them and the other teams in their division, but also in the conference. Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound obvious, but I feel like the Jets are the most disappointing team in the league. I mean, everybody thought this was going to be the hottest story. They fed it seven times or whatever on national TV. 
We got we're still another Jets national TV game for everybody for America to enjoy on Thursday night. Greenies on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. All right, time for Cam to join us. We have today's trivia, and I am committed, Courtney, on Christmas to getting this right. Cam, what do you got? All right, so the only NFL playoff games played on Christmas Day were in 1971. It was the Cowboys and the Vikings and the Dolphins and the Chiefs, which uh, coincidentally was the longest game in NFL history. Went to double overtime, went deep into double overtime. Your goal, you guys are going to work together. You can use our board up Mikey C if you want, but he he was the only one that was alive during those games. Uh, uh, name three. 1971. Okay. Cowboys, Vikings, Dolphins, Chiefs. Name three out of the four quarterbacks starting in those two games. All right. Cowboys, Vikings, I can give you Dolphins, the Vikings quarterback. Chiefs. Okay, we're going to break this down. We'll see if we can get it during the break. We have a conversation to have. No cheating if you want to play along. Pro football reference is totally off limits to you. We will get you the answer to that next. But first, Courtney has this word from our friends at Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket-gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Who's still looking for gifts? Don't feel bad. You're not alone. I still have a couple things that I have to get when stores reopen, and I'll tell you where to go. If you're still looking for amazing gifts, total wine and more. You're going to find gifts for everybody on your list. Lowest prices for over 30 years. You're always going to find what you love and love what you find. The total wine and more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Greeny is on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. We've got three NFL games, five NBA games today, but we are debating a trivia question that Cam just gave us. Cam, remind everybody exactly what we're at, where we're at here with this. Go ahead. All right, you guys are going to work together. Uh, Courtney, Aaron, and our board up, Mikey C., if he wants to contribute. Uh, the only only NFL playoff games played on Christmas Day, that was in 1971. It was okay. Cowboys, Vikings, and Dolphins, Chiefs in the divisional round. Uh, your job is to name three out of four quarterbacks that played in those games. So you can discuss amongst yourselves. When you're ready to give a final answer, let me know, and I can tell you, you know, you give me a one at a time. I'll tell you if they're correct or incorrect. So fire away. Okay. I know for a fact it was Fran Tarkington with the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, so that's one, and I, I totally agree. All right, here we go. Wait, does that mean I'm right? Are you ready to give your answers? Well, why did you just ding yeah, a bell? Well, that was that was Mikey, and he doesn't know the yeah. answers, Mike so I don't know why he's. It sounded out. right. You said you were positive that was right. I am positive because I know they went to four Super Bowls with Fran Tarkington because I covered the team at one point. They lost all four, so but like don't. Well, then. Okay. Okay. Thank. Okay. Mikey's jumping the gun here. Yeah. He doesn't know the answers, so don't let him decide what's right and what's wrong. Okay. We're gonna go. Keep talking about Tarkington. Then I like the Staubach idea for the for the Cowboys, and I think Len Dawson was the quarterback of the Chiefs. Right. He used to smoke cigarettes at halftime. 
I like that guy already. With Mikey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, my, that's Mikey's doppelganger from the 70s. Um, Mikey's just hitting the bell for correct answers, and he has no idea. No, Mikey's just hitting the bell for, for smoking. At halftime. Yeah, right. I think I know the Dolphins answer, because when I, we were talking in the break, and I asked, what was the undefeated year? 72. And uh, and this was 71, so I'm like, it's got to be Bob Greasy, right? Okay, so I was going to go Bob Greasy also, but I thought that some other quarterback started the undefeated season for the Dolphins, and I couldn't remember who it was, and then Greasy picked up after him. But why don't we try to get all four and see if we have three with Tarkington, Staubach, Len Dawson, and uh, uh, Bob Greasy. All right. You good with that? Give me one at a time. I'll tell you if it's correct or incorrect. Minnesota is Fran Tarkington. That is incorrect. What? Gary Quozo started that game for the Vikings. Fran Tarkenton was on the Giants that year. Who? That was during his quick tenure with the Giants. He was back with the Vikings the year after. after. So you got to go three for three now. Darn. All right. uh, Let's go Cowboys. Roger Staubach. That is correct. Roger Staubach wins it, and the Cowboys win the Super Bowl that year. Chiefs, Len Dawson. Len Dawson is correct. I have a good feeling here. I have a good feeling here. Dolphins is Bob Greasy. Bob Greasy is correct. You guys go three out of four. Three out of four. No Frank Tarkenton, but you still get the points. Merry Christmas. I'm kind of embarrassed about that Fran Tarkington. That was my beat for five years, not in the 1970s. But, like, how did I miss that one year that he went to the Giants? It was more than one year. He was he was there for a couple seasons, but you were. It was before the merger, right? Uh, Fran Fran Tarkenton was on the Giants from 67 to 71. He was on the Vikings from 61 to 66. He returned in 72 72. and was there until 78. Courtney Christopher Mad Dog Russo is not going to be happy with you for forgetting that Fran Tarkenton. He was on the Giants. You thought he was on the Vikings in 1971. No way. He was having a gummy while he watched that game. He was a gummy. (laughs) Triple eight say ESPN. Greenies on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. Courtney, you covered um, the most important NFL game on the slate yesterday, Bears-Cardinals. Really, the most important thing here isn't the outcome of the game. I feel like the Bears fan base is split down the middle on both Justin Fields and Eberflus. So let's get an update from you on where both of these situations stands with the team who is likely to get the number one overall pick in the draft in trade, not their own pick. So they won yesterday, 27-16, six win of the season. So that doubles their win total from a year ago. If you just look at that, you know, without knowing the context, you're thinking, okay, this rebuild that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have embarked on, it's working. That's 50% improvement from year to year. And Justin Fields had 170 yards passing, 97 yards rushing. When you have a dual-threat quarterback, you don't always expect him to win with one tool or the other. So I look at this situation, and I go back to a quote that came out of yesterday's press conference from both Eberflus and from Justin Fields, when when both were asked about that 170-yard passing stat line, we've seen numbers hover around there. He's thrown for 300 yards two times this year. And he was, and Eberflus was asked, like, do you need to see more consistent passing numbers from Justin Fields on your evaluation of him? Or is this good enough where you can have, you know, roughly 200 yards passing, roughly 100 yards w- rushing? Is that the formula for success for Fields going forward? And Eberflus kind of danced around it, and he said, I view it. I view what he's doing as, as growth, as, as progress, and that in itself is success because he was the winning quarterback on the winning team. The four-minute drive, the two-minute drive, those things are what Eberflus said he was weighing more than specific stats, and then Justin said, you know, I don't care. The old adage of I don't care if I throw for, like, one yard as long as we win the game. Okay, but okay, okay, this, okay. Does, did I learn anything from this game? That's going to affect their evaluation at the end of the year? No, I really didn't. Because I think what you have in Justin Fields, you've seen now over a 36-game sample size. And it's enough to know that if you see an upgrade outside the organization, then you have to go that route. Because not often that you have the number one overall pick. And it's a situation that the team finds itself in right now. Yep. Thanks to the Packers winning yesterday and preserving that number one pick for Carolina. I would agree. I, you know, the other thing you have to pay fields. And then I don't know that I care what uh, Eberflus has to say about the situation. He might not be there either. So I think this is one of the most interesting situations to watch across the NFL. Up next, we draft the best Christmas and holiday songs on Greeny on ESPN Radio.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. We've got three NFL games. They start in two hours. We have five NBA games. They start in an hour. Look, time to have a little eggnog. Time to get the presents up and ready to go. How about if you got a new TV today where you can watch all these great games? On this Christmas Day, Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Go to Progressive.com. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. And this is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Maybe you got a new smart speaker. You can use that to play ESPN Radio. And we have the college football playoffs coming soon to ESPN Radio. Don't miss. The semifinals are on New Year's Day. Rose Bowl starts at 5 Eastern time. That is Michigan and Alabama. Sugar Bowl at 8.30 Eastern time. That is Washington and Texas. And you can listen to both right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney, it's draft time, and you have already declared that you are going to win this. And I think you've got a little bit of an advantage. I feel, you know, being Jewish and going into a Christmas songs draft, I feel like I've kind of got one hand tied behind my back here. Hey, it's a holiday songs draft. Yeah, it's not just Christmas songs. Do you have other songs that are not Christmas related? Yeah, Those but are I mean, what, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna throw. I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. In yes, a draft. that's a great song. That's actually. a first round pick in my book. Not in my book. Not when you have little kids sing it for eight straight nights. Then you you want the little dreidel to go away. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, it is time for our draft. We each get four picks. How did we decide, Courtney, who got the number one pick in this draft? Uh, there was just... a lottery. You were gone was. when it okay. happened. Yep. Okay. So I am on the clock with the number one pick in the uh, with the first pick in the holiday songs draft. I select White Christmas. Good one. Great first selection. High upside too. It's timeless. It's. It's it it brings the spirit of the holiday right into focus. It's 65 degrees here in Cleveland, Ohio on Christmas today. We are not getting a white Christmas. We're taking a long walk this afternoon. Courtney, you're on the clock. White Christmas off the board. What are you taking in the first round? With the second overall pick in the greeny Christmas slash holiday songs draft, I select Happy Christmas. From 1971, the year that Fran Tarkington was not the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. quarterback, As we learned earlier, yes. John Lennon and Yoko Ono. You know the song. It's timeless. I would listen to this throughout the year if I could. If it was, like, you know, seasonably appropriate to listen to in July. It's okay. I mean, it's John Lennon, but it feels kind of like the song that John Lennon wrote in five minutes when he was on the toilet. But happy Christmas, John Lennon, Yoko Ono. A first-round pick surprising many of the experts. I don't know who the Mel Kuyper of the Christmas song draft is. It was a don't... Jameer Gibbs pick. Look yeah, this is like out. this is like when Belichick gets like a an offensive lineman when he should be drafting a skill player high in the draft, and people um, are like, "Hmm, interesting choice." Cam Pratt is on the board with the first pick with his. This is why I don't. Host you would be a terrible commissioner. Radio. Yeah, this is, he's got the. <laughs> The third pick in the first round. Yes. Cam, you're on. Just say a name of a song, please. Yes. Get me the hell out of this. I didn't even say my song yet, and Mikey's already <laughs> playing it. Who is this guy? Uh, yes, I am going basic, and I am selecting All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. 
the biggest jam song in the Christmas catalog. You can dance along to it. You can sing along to it badly. It's timeless, even though it's a, a more recent song. Thank you, Mikey, for jumping in the gum there. I'm picking Mariah Carey with the first pick in my draft. You basically right. just body slammed the commissioner right there, the way that you came in hot with that before Cam was even willing and ready to announce his pick. I mean, it is basic. It is played. I really liked this song. Like, I feel like Love Actually was the moment that this song kind of jumped the shot. Don't get Courtney Don't started get me on started Love Actually. Movie. We could Actually, I think we should get me started on that after the draft. But no, I, that I will say the one enjoyable moment I had watching Love Actually for the first time this year. Yes, I know when the movie came out. I just watched it about a, like two or three weeks ago was when that young girl sang All, All I, want, I want, for want for Christmas, Christmas is, you. is like, you. I hope yeah. she got signed to a record deal after that movie. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to her. Uh, Mikey C still has his pick in the first round. Now, do we I go get to snake? go back to back, right? Yeah, do we. I think. Yeah, we go we're snaking style here. Mikey's got two. It's the uh, Christmas holiday song draft, and Mikey C, the uh, new uh, full-time executive producer of ESPN Radio, or something. I don't know exactly what your title is. You're that is his title. Mikey. Yes, I like to call myself senior production assistant. Yeah. Know. Okay. When when all the other production assistants have been here two years and he's been here 15, he kind of can take liberties with his title. All right. With my pick, I will go with old Nat. Do you want me to sing or no? Yeah, Probably please. not. Please. <laughs> On an open fire. You sound just the, like him. The Christmas Jack Song Ross. by Nat King Cole. And with my next pick, oh, I'm so... As we start round two. All right. This is where I'm going to go. This could be controversial. I'm going holly jolly Christmas, Pearl Ives. Oh. Right? <laughs> when he said controversial, I got concerned for a second there. He actually said controversial, not <laughs> controversial. The word I think is controversial. Uh, Cam, where are you going? Round two. This is the uh, fifth overall selection or sixth. Something I'm, like that. I'm really bad I, at this. I think it is sixth, but you're there, you're there. Uh, I'm going to go with another somewhat uh, recent slash current one. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Bruce Springsteen, is my pick for the oh. second round. That's actually where I almost went. Oh, okay. That's why I had it ready so quick. Yeah, I'm going for like the commercialized versions of these songs here. Like Very, very recent, very basic by me, but... Uh, staying away from the the old ones as of right now. All right, Courtney, it's round two after Happy Christmas with uh, John Lennon. Where are we going next? I'm going old songs where the you know the territory that Cam will not go. I'm going with Judy Garland's "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Aww. Great one. Aww. It's not a great one since you didn't pick it. You had every opportunity to pick this as your second round pick, but you stayed away from. Old songs. There are a lot of great songs. That doesn't (laughs) actually. This is Frank Sinatra, but it's the only version I have. So imagine this is Judy Garland. I think this is Tarkenton singing this. (laughs) (laughs) He sang this after the Vikings playoff game in 1971. We're we're rewriting some history here. This is Judy Garland. As we continue our not Judy Garland. This is Frank Sinatra. Mike, he doesn't have the right version in the system. Christmas holiday songs draft. You, you guys, I, I don't know that I have a specific version of this, but I, I'm going to go with Oh Holy Night because I feel like it's the holy grail of Christmas songs. I like the In Sync version, which I know, you know, dates me as a child of the 90s, but I'm going to take Oh Holy Night here to end round two. And then to start round three, I'm going to pick the first Hanukkah song on the board, which is pretty on brand. And it's Adam Sandler's, which is the best Hanukkah song there is, with the list of the people and O.J. Simpson's not a Jew, but Rod Carew is. That's fantastic. I'm going to go with the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song as we get round three underway. Courtney, you're on the clock. (laughs) That's great. I didn't even have that on my board. This is a good one. How could you were the one saying that you had no songs of the holiday ilk outside of what was it? Dreidel, 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 which you refuse to pick because your children have been singing it. That was a good one. Well, it took me a minute to think of it. And I may have used, you know, the Internet to help prepare a little bit and put my draft board together. Uh, First Hanukkah song is off the board as we start round three. Courtney, where are you going next? I'm going a different direction now with my third overall pick. Gucci Mane's St. Brick. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it on on a radio station the other day here in Chicago, and I was like, wow, I really like this. 
Do we have St. Brick? In I the would system? really hope we don't. Oh, have wait a minute. We system. have the instrumental version. Okay. It works. This works. This gets me in the mood. I don't know for what exactly. Can you, can you sing along to activities. it? I want to stay FCC compliant on Christmas Day. So, uh, no, I can't oh, no sing along to it. No one's listening from the FCC on Christmas, <laughs> Courtney. Just let it fly. I could have picked 100 songs and I would have not gotten to this one. <laughs> Gucci Mane. I thought we were all on the same page with that, but Th- that, I guess that not. is like I mean, you talked one was the Jameer Gibbs pick, and this is like taking Anthony Bennett first overall <laughs> in the NBA draft. Very surprising move. Cam, where are you going? It's your pick, round three. I don't know how I can follow that round. up. <laughs> yes. Courtney, who declared, I am going to win this beforehand, <laughs> took Happy Christmas and Saint Brick in the top three. <laughs> I am going with uh, Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time for my third pick oh in the third round. This is a questionable selection. Why? Some Why so? Synthesizer the, is incredible. Some might call this the worst Christmas song ever wow. conceived. Ooh. Well, I don't want to meet some people then. And well, you're hosting with them. Some people might be me, yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. He's not the greatest because he wrote this song. Uh, Cam, with a real surprise to me, I didn't think that was coming off the board. Mikey C, you got two as we start the last round here of our draft. Christmas songs. Uh, I know you're disappointed that St. Brick is no longer on the board. I kind of thought Wonderful Christmas Time put Paul McCartney on the map, no? <laughs> he, he, he might have kind of his claim to fame. That. I don't yeah. know. Wasn't that when he was with Wings? Or was that, that was years after? Uh, I actually don't know when that song came out. It definitely wasn't during his most famous days, though. It definitely wasn't when he was writing his best songs. No. All right. Well, my next pick, I will go. Everyone loves this song. Little Bing Crosby. Nice. Speaking of, I just saw this movie, too. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Remember the pool scene that he was dreaming with his, he's going to pay for with his bonus? I, I have not seen that movie. It's a great movie. I just saw it. It came out in, like, 1989, but I just saw it. I mean, the, the National Lampoons, they're all good. What happened to National Lampoon? I, I, I think do, Chevy Chase decided he didn't want to do any more movies. Uh, well, that's too Well, I mean, Van Wilder is a National Lampoons movie that doesn't have Chevy Chase in it. So I'm kind of disappointed that he we haven't seen... He retired, like Fran Tarkington. Yeah, maybe. All yeah, right, so Mike, is this my last pick here? This, this is, is Mikey's last, last pick. Yeah. This Why is did a... you decide on four? Five is a better number. Okay, I mean, we can do five if you want. No, because it's going to screw up the draft order. We yeah. have to go all the way back around. Four is fine. All right. Well, Let number you know four. for next Christmas. Okay. So this is like my Mr. Irrelevant. Of course, we all know that I, I'm part of a dying breed, which, of course, is smokers. So I'm going with the Mikey C version of Silent Night, Marlboro Light. Got in my ear and said, "You can stop this at any time." Right, this is the big finish. This is the big finish. No, we need. We are. We're keeping this. If you committed to it, I'm committing to it with you. I need more nicotine, please. All right, everybody. Oh, a she holiday just like favorite. Mariah Carey when she hit those high notes. Oh my gosh, so good. Wait, uh, so you have a Christmas album? I want to know about this. Yeah, do you want to yeah, hear we the will, other At song? the end, we'll play the Yeah, after, after the uh, the draft, <laughs> we have to play the duet with L. Duncan. Okay. I'm going to pick my last pick here. Great pick by Mikey with Marlboro Knight. Uh, I am going to go with Christmas and Hollis. Mikey played it earlier by Run oh, DMC. Yeah, that's a good one. It's kind of in the same vein as St. Brick, just saying. Saint I think Brick mine's a little a, more uh, clean, <laughs> not off the beaten path, like yours is. Christmas in Hollis, Queens is known by everybody. Saint Brick is known now by Courtney, and maybe you just inspired a few, a few downloads. I don't know, Courtney. Your last Download. pick. I don't know how you're going to follow up Saint Brick, but you need to try. Gucci Mane is going to have to like pay you royalties on the next album or something because you just gave him a whole bunch of new listeners. 
I don't think he needs my help. Um, my last pick, my fourth and final pick in the Greeny 2023 holiday songs draft is Last Christmas by Wham. Great choice. Yeah. Thank you. This is good. That's some good value in the fourth round. You know? Best you pick, and it was the last in the fourth pick. round. <laughs> some would say Courtney's best song is the song that she picked for. Yes. Which- <laughs> some general managers follow the strategy that I do. They overthink it. They take the picks that they think people are going to want, one through three, and then the fourth round pick that they get ends up being their best member of their draft class. Uh, Courtney I, picking Happy Christmas was like Zach Wilson going off the board second. Like that was, he threw like one great pass at his pro day and she was enamored by it. Well, I hate to stay totally on brand, you guys, but I have the last pick in the draft here, Mr. Irrelevant. This is the Brock Purdy of this draft, of course. And I'm going to take from South Park. I'm a Jew, a lonely Jew <laughs> on Christmas. I hope we don't have that in the system. I don't know if we do. You're broke. This, uh, yeah, it was just but saying, just, please I wanna, wait. I want to say that it is yeah. a hard time. You know, like everybody else is with their families. They're having great memorable experiences. You're growing up. All my friends are getting new Nintendos and cool. You know what I'm doing? I'm sitting there eating Chinese food, playing bingo at my synagogue. Like, how fun is that? That sounds super fun, actually. Is that yeah. part of the plan today? Uh, for for my day today, yeah, no, Chinese it, food. The, so, I mean, it used to be. Now that we have little kids, it's hard to kind of go out anywhere. Um, so today, I think we're going to do like uh, uh, build a gingerbread house or do some craft project or something that around like that. Sounds like a fun time. You can listen to all these songs. Just put them in a Spotify playlist, including like, Marlboro Night. Um, so let's first go. We need to hear Courtney on uh, Love Actually. But before we get there, we got to go to our man, Mikey C., who did a Christmas album and sang a song with L. Duncan. L. is singing as the dumpster, as the part of the dumpster that I smoke next to outside. Okay? All right, here we go. I really can't stay. But, Mikey, you can smoke outside. I've got to go away. But, Mikey, you can smoke outside. The cigarette has been... Been hoping you'd come blue. So very nice. One more help, it's not a My manager night. will start to worry. The show is over, what's your hurry? The guys might want me on the air. Listen to me, he doesn't care. So really, I better scurry. Mikey C, please don't hurry. But maybe just a half a sig more. Throw that butt through my door. I should really head back. Mikey, it's bad in there. Say, what's in this pack? No drags to be had in there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are so red right now. The sprinkles work, your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, 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 Just sir. come a little closer. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense your lungs are fried? I really can't stay. Mikey, don't hold out. Mikey, but you Mike can, can smoke, smoke outside. Elle has a good voice. Oh, she's right, excellent. Don, was she a Wait, singer? Wait, what about my voice? You're fine. <laughs> sounds like, your you sounds sound like, like a smoker. Your fried part yes, exactly. of that song. Exactly. Yeah, Elle does how have a beautiful Elle? voice, yeah. How about Elle Duncan? I mean, I got a... Multi-talented. I, I didn't think that would end up top five moments of her illustrious career but it's got to be somewhere in in that mix um i just got word that i got a comp pick in this draft it was from something i did in a previous lifetime and um i have actually have an extra pick that i'm gonna add into uh, my draft Rudy so rule you you hired a minority <laughs> song at one point in your previous life no that was this, you aaron is this a supplemental draft here this is a supplemental <laughs> no <laughs> it's a comp pick that I got. So I have with my fifth overall pick in the Greeny Holiday Draft, I take the Hippopotamus song. Oh, the Who gave you this pick? Um, the commissioner. I thought I was the commissioner. No, you're not. Um, the commissioner called me just now. I was like, wait, you just have a pick. You have a pick that you haven't used. And I didn't want to be like a team that, you know, forgot they were on the clock and then ended up forfeiting that pick. So I used my fifth pick 
in my comp my comp pick on I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. We don't. Have, can I give you my frontiers song instead? No, absolutely not. Right. I don't want this song. Don't give me a player that I did not draft. Can you imagine if the NFL did Wait, that? Wait, hold on. I'm I'm now getting word from the owner of Court. And yes, Courtney has been fired. Oh <laughs> no! Like Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley and Josh McDaniels before you, Courtney. I wonder. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, who are we going to bring in to run Courtney's team next year? Curious, see if we'll find out. I loved my team. I thought I did a great job. I'm proud of you guys. Not uh, you be guys, a part of Greeny Nation, the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one that fans deserve. Court, um, the first two NFL games today, I feel like everybody feels like they know how these are going to go with Casey and the Raiders and then with uh, the Giants and the Eagles. But this game tonight between mm-hmm. the Ravens and the 49ers, people are dubbing it a Super Bowl preview. Do you buy that? Do you think I these do. are the two best teams in each conference? I do. I said a couple weeks ago before it felt you know like they were separating themselves from the pack with the one seed in the AFC and then the NFC that this could potentially be a precursor to the Super Bowl. And gosh, how can you how can you say anything different with the way that the 49ers have been playing as of late? A six-game win streak. The Ravens travel from Jacksonville where they got a win last week in a game where Lamar Jackson had to do everything. Like the stat numbers, when we were talking about Justin Fields and that stat number where it's like you throw for 170, 190 yards, you might have 70 to 90 yards rushing. Like that dual threat ability is what's carrying this Ravens offense. But he looks so much more comfortable this year in this offense, regardless of whether he gets consistent play from the guys who are not injured right now, not Mark Andrews, not J.K. Dobbins. He's found a workaround for that. So you have the two best teams in the NFL facing off in a nationally televised game that very well could be the same nationally televised game a month and a half from now in the Super Bowl. I'm excited. And we get to see three MVP candidates on the same field tonight. Yeah. This uh, will but, not only get us a step closer to figuring out who is going to be in that Super Bowl, but yeah. also a step closer to who walks home with that award. Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, protection on the road, on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE, progressive.com. Courtney, I think it's a bigger game for Baltimore than it is for San Francisco. In all likelihood, if you look at the remaining schedules, the Niners have just about wrapped up the number one overall seed in the NFC and the first round bye and the home field advantage and all that. The Ravens, on the other hand, if they lose this game, they could suddenly find themselves as a wild card team going on the road to start their NFL playoff run. So I think it's a bigger game for Baltimore. And even though they're underdogs, I think the Ravens come out tonight and win and I think Lamar has his MVP moment. I've got him on ESPN bet plus 600, so I'm hoping that it actually works out that way in a way. Uh, but I think the Ravens win tonight. Who you got, Court? I have the San Francisco 49ers at home. That offense has been dynamic all season long. I think they yeah. pull it out again tonight. Uh, up next, NBA doubleheader here on ESPN Radio. For Courtney, I'm Aaron. Have a great holiday, everybody. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.